What's going on? It's your boy Mikey Rebello. How are we doing today? Before we get into today's programming, very special shout out to my sponsors, TheInfatuation.com. If you're looking for a restaurant, well, they can help you out at TheInfatuation.com with guides to over 22 major cities around the world. Special thanks to WBLQ.net. You can download the app over there. You want to listen to the Westerly Stonington football basketball games, you could do that. And if you want to watch them on Facebook, you can go to westerlylife.com, which streams all the high school varsity games and more things coming up around Westerly. But it's your boy Mikey. Can we keep it real in the Bulldogs report? You want to come on the show? Hit me up with an email. Can we keep it real? 40 at gmail.com. We're here with Derek Mason, Westerly Bulldogs linebacker and running back. I seen Derek, huh? How you doing? I'm good, how are you? Not bad, not bad. You know, I watched you play the last few years from from Pee Wee um, last year, this year. I noticed a big difference. Um, last year, I think you had 30 tackles. This year, you have 40 tackles. So you had 10 more tackles this year. Last year, I think you had 10 assistant tackles. And this year, you had five assistant tackles. I don't know if you if you was aware of that. But that's pretty good for two seasons, you know, uh, 20, 23 games. I think 23 games total played. Um, that's pretty impressive. Where do you get your drive? Uh, my drive just comes from, like, practicing all the time every week. You know, we're just constantly studying how to read the offense and do better. So, like, I don't look at the stats that much, but the amount of time we put into practicing just shows that. So, Are you impressed with your stats, or do you think they could be better? I mean, it's not really if I'm impressed with me it's more about the team and the whole defense so like this year we had shutouts like how many like Like seven six or seven so it's really all about the team defense so it doesn't matter how I do as long as we kind of put a capital on our defense you say that and I was very impressed on with with the defense you know I seen the Charaho game shutout and then you know you like Coventry scored um I think it was 20 points or something like like that but um and then throughout the year Shut out, shut out, and everybody was, oh my God! Look at the offense because you know, of course, Tristan Toronto, good athlete, good player, good teammate. You know, I mean, how could you not put all your attention on the offense? But to me, I'm a defensive guy, and I was so impressed with the defense. You, Josh Lassert, I was watching some game film on on you guys, and I noticed you come in for a few tackles. It looked like you're going right into third base. You take the guy out low, you, you know, and you're all over the field. I noticed your head sometimes is on a swivel looking right to left and trying to yeah. not miss the play. We're always, we're always taught to have our head on a swivel, you know, look for the next play, you know, look for the pass over the middle, stuff like that. But, yeah, the defense is really great this year. Like, Josh Lassert, Sacks, um, dropping back into coverage, and then, they implored will come out of nowhere and hit quarterback. Like it's just hectic on defense and it was an awesome year. Last season, everybody talked about ah the Bulldogs are done next year. Junie Rios is gone. Max Davis is gone. Holloway left. Nobody gave your team. They said the offensive line was gonna be 
horrible. The only returning starter, I think, was Eric Wewell. Yeah, so uh, Eric started as a freshman, so he got great experience on the line as freshman year. It's, he's doing really good. And then in the offseason, we didn't really listen to much of that. You know, we don't pay attention for that, but we put tons of work into, like, working out in the summer. Like, no one really wanted to be there, but we knew we had to do it if we want to, like, do what we want to do. So everyone committed, you know, got the team bulking up and everything. We had great work in the summer. And our offensive line just put in a tremendous amount of work to make it happen. So that was really good. I see a lot of teams, you know, when July came around, they said, oh, we're just getting started. And I used to make a joke that said, you're getting started when the Bulldogs never stopped. Did you participate in the off-season voluntary workouts? Always, yeah. I'm always at that kind of stuff, you know, because... It's not like I have anything better to do, and I just love football, so if I'm not putting the work in, then I don't get to do what I want to do on the field, so I'm always at the workouts, winter, summer, everything like that, to try and get better for the next year. And I gotta say, that shows an incredible awareness, you know, um, in Dwayne Miranda, what kind of coach he is, he has academic awards, I see you guys in the parade showing up heavy every year. I mean, is that the kind of coach that Dwayne Miranda is? What I know of him, he seems to preach family, community, you know, one unit working together. Yeah, so we have a tremendous amount of, like, involvement in the community. He loves doing stuff throughout the community to raise awareness with the team and, like, represent our team well and always preaching how much of a family we're supposed to be and it always pays off because all these guys, like, throughout the year, like... I never knew Junior Rios last year. I never really knew him, but then started playing, and then he ended up being, like, one of my good friends by the end of the year. You know, like, we had classes together. We were hanging out. Like, it's just tremendous what that can kind of do to, like, people on the team when you preach stuff like that. And this year, it's, like, all my friends, like, Tristan, Plord, Josh, Rocco, Anthony. Like, we're all just so close now, and it just never leaves. So it's really good when he preaches that kind of stuff because it's true. Well, that's how it should be. I see old-timers in this town, and me being involved at WBLQ at the radio station, I work with, you know, somebody from the 1950 team. Um, Sal Marano, his brother was the first Pee Wee quarterback. He was a principal. He was a coach over there at the Pee Wee. Like, so, I mean, a coach at the high school. There's so much history. And these old-timers go back and say that this team brings back so many memories of the 72 team which was undefeated and the 60 there was three teams in the 60s that was undefeated how does it make you feel to hear westerly legends i mean football is legendary in this town and you know to me them guys i would consider them as legends because the game that they played i mean westerly is different from other football communities in rhode island you know you guys are going to be up there one day also and how's that make you feel to be mentioned with people like that in this town uh all the greats coming from the town who still stay around that's awesome you know and hearing that kind of stuff from them is like really really something you could focus on for something like us to keep pushing you know and keep doing better getting better you know every year we keep improving so and we keep hearing that from town greats like that it's just awesome to hear gives us a lot of motivation now like yeah, total honesty, right? Um, you know, if I was one of your friends and you were talking, 
How do you feel about artificial turf football? And I mean, because I think the older people in this town need to know how the kids feel. Nobody asks the students because you guys just don't vote. So really, you know, they don't think that your voice matters. But I think the next election come up, there's going to be artificial turf and your class will be voting. Do you feel strong on artificial turf or would you rather play on the fabric that you play on now? I mean, Westley's Field has always been grass, you know, tradition, whatever. And, you know, it's not that big of a subject for me. Like, it doesn't matter. I like turf and grass, but the field has a lot of divots. You know, I've busted my ankle a few times over the years on the field. But So if we had turf, it would probably work better, you know, like grounds frozen on Thanksgiving, stuff like that. But it's it could be a nice thing. Not yet. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, I walked that field a few times, and then I'll go walk the Pee Wee Field, and I'll be like, the Pee Wee Field is just beautiful. I mean, it, it is a little, you know, rounded, but, you know, because it used to be the town farm. But this field, you're right, there's holes everywhere, and you go up there right now, you could bring your fishing pole and your net, drop <laughs> it in, and probably catch a few fish because there is so much water. Um, yeah, but I think... We have to catch up with, with the, the times because what people are not realizing, you can have band competitions, you can have football camps, passing leagues, defensive leagues, that other people will travel here, and I think it'll be good economically for the, the town. Now, your teammate, Tristan Toronto, he's one of your friends as well. Yeah. You know, um, what would you say to him, because he's leaving as a senior, but I know he probably already got to hear what you had to say, but our listeners and you know um people want to you know maybe they want to hear your message to to tristan because what tristan did like i i did a podcast with my son xavier and i said who's your tristan next year and he said oh that's that's tough tristan's his own type of player you know only tristan can be tristan and you know i that kid like he was a bull but every time i talked to tristan he was like i couldn't have done it without my offensive line is that the person Tristan is like just giving others the credit and not himself for everything he done because he seems like a real nice kid every time I seen him sir sir I was like you don't have to call me sir he seems like a really really good rounded kid great football player and a good friend yeah so Tristan's just special special type of guy you know I've I've gotten really close with Tristan he's one of my best friends now you know he's helped me out with anything and yeah, your son's probably right. No one can really be like Tristan. He is his own type of person. You know, no one can really match that. Um, all the, like, records he holds now, you know, it's awesome to be able to say, like, I played with a guy like that in, like, 10 years and keep in touch with him. But <clears throat> I always tell him, you know, you just got to do what you want to do. So if he goes on to the next level, I told him just focus, you know, get where you want to be. And uh, he's... He's just that type of guy, so he's always, he's never taking credit for himself, he's always benefiting the team, you know, you'll never walk around town hearing him, oh, I did this, I did that, like, he is just that. No, you won't, kid. yeah, you're absolutely right, and <clears throat> and sometimes I feel bad, sometimes you walk around town, <coughs> and you know, people, you know, say it's all about one player, and I said, I don't see that, I watch you guys practice all the time, I watch you guys play, and I don't see it's about one guy and I don't see the coaching staff being like that now you came from peewee you played you know with Joe Vaca he's been around peewee organization since 1964 
Mike Garofolo, I can't say enough about Mike Garofolo. Great, great guy. Really cares about the football program. What would you say to kids coming from freshmen, what they're going to expect, you know, with Coach Miranda, um, Atreri, all the coaches up at Westerly? What are they, is it going to be like Pee Wee or is it going to be a lot tougher? Uh, you know, my transition from Pee Wee to high school was – Miranda's first year actually so we were all really confused on what to expect but uh it's just all going to be about hard work and commitment you know so if you don't commit then if you're not going to commit and be there and try to be the best you're going to be like that's all the coaches want from you they just want to make you the best you can be so I'd say if you're serious about football then just show that you are and show up do what they ask you to do and work hard you know because they only want the best out of you now are you um are you a first-generation Bulldog player, or were there other people in your family that played for the Bulldogs? Um, I know Joe Vaca knew my great-grandfather, Donald Pansiera III, or senior, I think. He was a senior. Didn't he make it to and the NFL? He, I think he made it to the NFL when the Yankees were a pro team, but Joe Vaca has always been a like, great man to me. I still do this day, like, when I see him, he's like, yeah, I made you a running back, I made you a linebacker, and we laugh about it, he is just awesome. Joe Vacher is, and really that, is. that's like Joe Vacher, I, I want the credit, you know what I mean, but yeah, Joe is like, Joe is awesome, you know, I enjoy going down to Pee Wee Field, helping Joe out, helping Mike out however I can, that's like, I can't say enough about that organization, before 1964, Westerly was a basketball town baseball basketball they really they didn't really have a lot of dominant winning i mean yeah 1917 supposedly there was 122 to nothing game but there's no there's no proof of that so they're saying your game was the most lopsided victory this year's thanksgiving game since the 1920 the 1917 game i'm sorry does that make you like feel good and the other part of part of that question thanksgiving game you know it's in the record books how does that make you feel touching that football field being part of that thanksgiving game and knowing your name goes down in a real historic record book uh i don't think much about the records but it's always like awesome to be a part of it and have the team with us we're all just happy about that and uh thanksgiving day you always just get that extra little tingle at the beginning of the game like especially me when I'm getting ready to run down the field the first time I'm just amped up it gives you that extra little push and eagerness to play the game and to say I've been like able to play in a game like that that's and have like one of the most lopsided games I mean it's really nice you know it's a good thing for the entire team and it's good to be a part of that no it it really is because you know I think that Thanksgiving tradition in this town I I come from Providence originally, you know, and there was all the different high schools, classical. I played for Mount Pleasant, um, you know, Central. I thought East Providence had a football tradition. And then, you know, last year I heard Coach Miranda say during the meeting at the beginning of the season, he said that he thought Norwich had a, a football tradition, he said. But then when you come to Westerly, you got the dog pound. You got the the stands that are usually pretty packed for a varsity night game. Um, You got the big scoreboard lit up. The high school's in the center 
of town. I mean, I think this town has a lot of football tradition, and I think it's going to be a great program going forward. Where do you see Derek in the future? Uh, you know, I'm just focusing on next year right now. I don't like to, I don't like to think about too many things at once and think too much about the future. I just like to focus on the moment. So, start working out for next year. You know, get a, get that going. Just think about that, and hopefully, I'll end up college somewhere but in the meantime I'm just focusing on this season and this town you know it's really is a great place to play football and be a part of. I seen your brother play a freshman game and I watched him throw the ball around he has a pretty good arm is he quarterback material? I mean he does have a good arm but I don't know about that (laughs) I think you should stick to defense too. (laughs) I said you must be Derek's brother he said how did you know you guys look you you know you guys look so similar you know um but he's a good kid I actually talked to him a few times during a few of the, the the games and I'm glad I get the chance to do for the junior varsity team for the freshman team I'm glad WBLQ lets me come on there and talk about them guys because I think it's important as a young player to hear your name in the paper or on the radio. Um, When was the first time that that you read your name in the paper or heard your name on the radio? And I know you don't like to brag about records and stuff, but that could make you feel kind of kind of good or seeing you on on a tv spotlight or something i seen you on ball hawk with tristan like that gotta make you feel pretty good right oh uh, it is a nice thing to do but i don't focus on it that much but first time my name was in the paper or something i think was maybe the beginning of my sophomore year when they said the me and tristan would be starting middle linebacker to fill in those spots and like it wasn't that good of a feeling at first. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of like, oh, uh oh, like now I might now I'm kind of screwed, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, now I got I'm a responsibility like, that's all really, mine. Yeah, now they really know who it is, you know. I I don't know what to, so I just worked with coach though. He gave me everything I needed to know. You got the right answers. You'll probably fit in on a Bill Belichick team, you know. I don't focus on the records. Let's get into next week's game. But you guys had a a phenomenal, phenomenal season. It was a great year, yeah. I mean, the games, I was like, oh, my God, I was excited. And, and like, I was in a booth during the East Greenwich, you know, one soccer game. And I heard the kid up there, you know, say, oh, we studied Barville's film. And, like, I watched Barville's game a few times. Um, I think I'm probably more crazy at the high school football than, than a lot of people are because high school kids play with heart. You know, I mean, once you get to the pro level, it seems you lose that heart and you play for your paycheck. You know, but high school kids are like, yo, twisting arms, eye falling out, put me in, coach. You know, I can make yeah, the play. Insane. Ray Hill last year, you know, doing the same the same thing. You know, Max Davis, I mean, Junie Rios. You know, your name's going to be mentioned with you guys. Derek Mason, Antonio LaBoy, great, great kid. I love the senior backfield, the last play of the game. Antonio LaBoy getting uh, the carry. I was like, I had a look twice, and I said, is that LaBoy? I mean, he seems like a special teammate. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen, honestly, you know. I, don't, I didn't play offense much this year, but, like, I was sitting on the sideline as we are closing the game out, and 
thought it was going to be Victor and then you see Antonio LeBoy in the backfield. I never seen that kid run so focused, uh, spinning off a tackle, going for like 12 yards. It was pretty funny. Well, that was a Chicago Bears <laughs> famous play, the, the refrigerator <coughs> Perry. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but big number 72. They played the Super Bowl shuffle with the Patriots back in like 83, and he got the carry. I think he was a, a offensive or defensive lineman. It was great, but... um. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was great, and that's another special thing about Coach Miranda. Like, the last play of the game, you put an all-senior backfield in as a tribute to the seniors. And, like, you know, during the year, a lot of kids were, like, starting to have tough feelings because they're like, oh, Coach isn't putting me in. Coach isn't putting me in. The one socket game, 62 to nothing. Coach isn't putting me in. Oh, how do you feel? They're asking me. Your son didn't get in. I said, look, he runs this team. He knows what players are good to go in. And I understand, like, you know, sometimes you can't put younger players in against varsity players because some varsity players, they're almost adults. And sometimes these younger players, you know, are not ready for that. To younger players that are, like, antsy to get in the game. You know, what would you tell them? I mean, honestly, some people think the end of the game is like, all right, like they can quit now, you know, like they can put someone else in. But like there have even been like some times where I'm like, I don't really want to be in because like at the end of the game, like a lot of this dirty stuff starts to happen. You know, it's really not, it's not that fun sometimes, you know, because either it's close or it's not close and like they're just going for you and if someone doesn't get in you know like coach has his reasoning you know I never I never questions coaches his reasons I respect entirely you know because there's always a reason behind it and I always find to understand that you know I don't never argue that it's whatever you know oh I totally agree like sometimes Xavier says oh he thinks me and coach are like good friends because we communicate, we text message back and forth, you know, because I, you know, coach helps me out with the radio thing sometimes, you know, I ask him what's going on and I'm like, you know, he's the coach, he's the boss of your team and to younger kids, like when I was playing, like I knew I wasn't ready to get in with, I mean, I was a small kid, I'm still small and some of them varsity guys were monsters, so I can understand and I would tell a younger kid, be patient, you know what I mean, because use your freshman year as a stepping stone, if you went to Pee Wee, you already got your foundations, but, um, you know, use that as a stepping stone and eventually you will get in, I mean, I think mostly everyone are in their varsity letter this year, I mean, a lot of the kids all got in good amount of kids yeah but like uh, going back to what you said my sophomore year my first varsity game um played Fitch and to like all those younger guys like I just totally suggest that you listen to coach and what he has to say you know he's gonna give you the best advice give you the best things to do on the field and I was so scared my first game and Fitch and then he put me out there and I'm starting defense and I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen like and I just listened, I focused, you know, got my stuff together. I, li- I remembered all he had to say, and I just listened to my reads, and I was making tackles, got the butterflies out, and led to a good year. So he, he's going to put you in the best spot. You know? and I was scared, and that's just, I was really scared my first game. I thought I was going to screw everything up, but just listened, focused on the basics, and went all right. Well, it's good you can admit that you were scared. Some, some kids your age, you'll have that 
bravado and be like, oh, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Macho. But I'm glad you're mature enough to realize that you was scared. And you're right. I mean, some of them guys about to graduate, some of them guys are close to, to adults. 18 years old, more experienced, more stronger. You'll see between this season and next season, you'll get a lot, lot stronger. But, um... I hope you guys have a great season next year. And, you know, does Coach have a quarterback hidden somewhere? Because, you know, people's number one question, and I know Coach hates <laughs> to say, Coach, when are you going to pass? When are you going to pass? But do you see us going having another running game next season? Or do you see maybe, without giving away too many secrets, you know, could there be a development of a potential quarterback? Um, it's not really, like... It's not something I focus on, you know. That's all between the coaches, you know. I'd love to find out too. Yeah, yeah, but no it's doubt. Not my opinion, you know, if we run it, I'll run it. I know you have to run, but um, what I was, I seen some. I don't know how much of the. I think I seen you down the Pee Wee Field a few times this season. Have you been following any of them kids? Um, that kid Tuck seems like he's gonna be a good <clears throat> running back. Um, Descilio, Descilio, if I'm saying his name right, he seems like he's gonna be a good running back. Like there seems to be some good kids coming out of that that program. That kid they call Goggles. Um, I see him being a a good player, and the kid Herman that. That, that they got this year. I mean, he's a nice-sized player. He's about as big as my son, Xavier. Yeah. And, um, you know, Gorman. I mean, Gorman, he stepped right up. Phenomenal player. And that goes back to what I was saying about Eric Weevil, which had the experience of being on the senior team for the, for the Pee Wee for a few years. I mean, I think Eric is a, is a you know, a different type of player. You know, and I think possibly Greg Gorman could be that different type of player as well. Yeah, I mean Eric Weewell is—he is very special. I've never heard—I've never heard a player argue the game plan with a coach, but like it's pretty funny listening to him. You know, he really knows what he's doing most of the time. You know, it gets really annoying sometimes when you have to listen to him, but he's always got like—he's always trying to find the best suit or something. You know, in his own head, so that's good. And then. Gorman stepping up as a freshman, seeing him on the D-line in front of me, I was like, that's awesome. Like, he's big, he's making kids miss. Like, that's just, I'm really excited to see how he does next year. No, I always said from when I first met Eric, um, I think it was your guys, I mean, not, I think you was already in high school, because um, you're a great above Eric. Yeah, when I first met Eric and I'm watching him play, and I see him out there now, and someone said when I was on the radio, Mike, who would you pick if you had to pick a lineman of the year, you know, from what, and I said, I would have to go with, with Eric because I see the kid out there, he's directing traffic, he's putting younger kids in motion, and then he's got Gareth Fuller right next to him. Now, they played together. Michael played a fantastic job at center. I mean, I think we're going to have a good line next year. I think, you know, I think even though Eric's father laughs when I said, Eric will probably be a good captain. And he said, oh, no, no, no. My son's not a leader. You know what I mean? So, but, nah. Eric's awesome. You know, you guys have 24 players returning. I think you guys are going to be very good next season as well. Another year in Division Two, And that Burrowville loss, like, come on. If you were playing Madden, what would you do against someone running the ball? You stack the box. Yeah. I don't think there was any special game plan. No, they I, just had size to match us. That was, a, that was a controversy. They had a game plan, but they had the size to stop it too. So I think right. you guys both effed up. 
And I think that you just, yours was more costly. You know what I mean? I watched that game, you know, that kid Thatcher, good, good runner. I mean, that's all they really did was put everybody on the line of scrimmage. So, and then one socket did the same thing. One of the one socket teammates saying, oh, we watched Burrowville's game film. And I was like, dude, like, that don't matter. You know what I mean? They run the ball. And then I noticed they were running with Tristan, not trying to tackle him, trying to strip the ball. And which, that's always smart when you have a power runner. You know, my old coach used to say, run with him, don't tackle him. Strip that ball, you know, before you take him down. Try to keep him on his feet. But thank you, Derek, man. Any last words to, you know, any of the listeners? I mean, I have two podcasts. One, I have over 80,000 downloads. And um, the other one, it's mainly, you know, Westerly football. And that, it's already over 1,100 in just a short, short time. So a lot of people are listening. A lot of the older generation are listening. A lot of the younger generation, you know, um, anything you want to tell people, um, getting into football and one other thing what would you tell parents that are you know worried about letting their kids play football i mean do you feel it's so dangerous so uh when i was about seven years old i remember it was uh coach ladone and coach frank in my dunce corners elementary school sitting in the lunchroom trying to sign kids up for football and uh i went home and i told my dad i was like dad i want to play football and he was like you know you're gonna have to convince your mom on that one and then Got it, got it to work at some point. And then, you know, football is just a great thing for kids. It learns teamwork, you know, all that kind of stuff. Make great friends. Like all the kids I played with when I was seven, six years old, they're playing with me now, and it's just a great journey to go on. You know, it's learn a lot, make friends for life. Like I'm never gonna lose contact with some of these guys. I'm always gonna see them around, and. I, su- I I would suggest that, you know, it's, football's gotten me through a lot of things in life. You know, like, I always kind of rough patches, and then I would say, all right, well, I can take it out with this. And football always took my mind off stuff, helped me out when I was younger. So it's a great thing to do. And uh, people at the Pee Wee Field, like Joe Vaca, Coach Ladone, like, those guys know what they're talking about. If you have the chance to get coached by one of them, you know, congrats. They really know what they're talking about. They're going to put you in a good spot for high school. Coach Ladone has been a great influence on me. Joe Vaca still keeps in contact. I love that guy, and they're doing a great job down there. Kids coming up, high school is a little bit more intense, a little bit more time, but it's always worth it if you love the sport, and they're only going to try and get the best out of you, so you should want to do the best too, so it shouldn't be that difficult. All right, you already know your favorite Bulldog linebacker, Derek Mason. Thank you, Derek. Really appreciate it. No problem. And immediately he stepped into the quarterback spot, and I believe we played South, uh, played East Greenwich, uh, who was a real powerhouse in our league in those days. I believe he started off as a sophomore against East Greenwich with just a few days' notice. And if memory serves me correctly, and I'm kind of losing it after these many, many years, but I believe we won that game. And uh, I have this vision of Terry running a long uh, run down the left sideline, and I believe he made such an effort. He, he did score on that play. And as a sophomore, to just step into that, role on that particular day 
just describes in a nutshell the type of uh, athlete he was and the way he responded to pressure. Uh, I have to tell you, he we had many, many, many outstanding players, and Terry certainly was very high, if not at the very peak of that list from all around ability and performance. He was a gentleman every inch. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, it was such a pleasure each day to go to the practice field knowing that he was our quarterback. And uh, I am just stunned by the news. Very uh, sad news, yes. And it's very difficult to... Uh, even keep my wits about me this morning as I talk about this young man because I could go on for hours and hours about his leadership skills and his classroom demeanor, his on-the-field demeanor. He was just a spectacular person all the way around. And I'm very proud to say that I had the opportunity to coach him and I'm sure all of my other coaches, assistant coaches at the time, felt the same way. Just an outstanding individual, Coach. This is um, this is Sal. Um, uh, I, if my memory serves me correctly, Thanksgiving Day, either seventy-five or seventy-six, pouring rain over in Stonington. Stonington had the uh, the Beal brothers. Didn't Terry? Seventy-five. Didn't yeah, seventy-five. Didn't yeah. Terry score that winning touchdown down to to give us the victory? I, I think I think you're referring to the game where Terry threw a pass to, I believe, Matt West. Okay, to Matt West. Maybe, yeah, I believe maybe Matt can call in and clear it up a little bit. Oh, Matt will definitely correct it if, that, if that's the case. If he scored the winning touchdown, we'll be hearing from Matt. Well, you know, he, I, yeah, he, I believe he was the recipient. It was a special play that we put in for uh, Matt because... Albeit he was a lineman, he had outstanding ability to uh, catch a football. And uh, I remember we put in a special play. And I can still see Terry. I believe he, he rolled out to the right side towards our bench. And he was kind of like a yard or two away from me when he threw that ball. And uh, Matt made the catch. And I believe that ended up being the winning score. But I tell you, I could be corrected on that because this was so many, many years ago that it seems like a lifetime. And, uh, you know, when you've had an, a relationship with a young athlete, uh, as we did, and uh, I heard about this yesterday, just kind of knocked me for a loop because that was the last thing I ever expected to hear yesterday. And uh, the type of athlete he was, he was always in condition. He was always uh, on top of his academics. And he was totally respected by his teammates. I think that was one of the most impressive things about Terry. He had all kinds of skills, and he certainly was a down-to-earth person, and he just felt as though he was one of the players and not anything uh, outstanding in his own mind. But in my mind, he certainly was outstanding, I'll tell you. Well, Coach, I, I have a picture I'll have to forward to you sometime. I sent it to Sal this morning. I don't know if I you got, got to it. see it. It's, a, it's, it's an old black and white picture. It's a black and white picture of you with your arm. I've never seen you hug a player like this. You got your arm around Terry's <laughs> neck. And it was after the Thanksgiving game in 76. And, uh -huh. and uh, I remember asking Terry what that picture was all about. 
uh, when I got down to visit him when he was ill, and he said that nice. you had told him that he was the only quarterback that you ever let call all the plays in the Thanksgiving game no. without anything from the sidelines and how proud you were of him. It's, it's a great shot. You, the expression on your face is, is, is worth a million wow. bucks, I'll tell you. Well, he, he wanted that game very badly, and I think he uh, was wrapped up in the fact that, uh, you know, we had a, a very good relationship, and I had total confidence in him, obviously, and that was my last game as the head coach, and uh, he really uh, kept the team together because our record wasn't that great that year. But we were a decent football team, and to get up for a game uh, as big as Stonington, it takes a tremendous amount of personal uh, 